Let's have a sincere conversation about events across the nation and topics for our own morality. Let's openly discuss in an environment of trust where perception is reality. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast Perception is Reality. This is David, your host. And today I'm very excited to have on the show with us my good friend, Vera Starling. Vera, welcome to the show. Hello, David. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. I'm excited. You're, you're always uh, quite an interesting young woman, and I can't wait to hear what you have to share with us today. So speaking of that, what is today's topic? Today's topic is going to be racism. That's a tough yeah. one. And I would expect nothing less from you. You are not one to shy away from, from these types of discussions and thoughts. So I appreciate that. We, well, I do tend to have a much longer than normal podcast and I'm okay with that. I would still like to, maybe narrow it down a little bit to have a little bit of a focus. So what, what, can, I, what can we focus on specifically? Because racism is a horrible, evil monster that needs to be eradicated. Um, so where would you like to start? I would like to, I would like to focus on how do we talk about racism amongst friends without, the, without any judgment. Ooh. Adding that last word makes it much more complex and interesting because I also think that's very important uh, because, again, the theme of the podcast is perceptions. So people will have a perception based on anything you say. And when the word racism comes up, people tend to uh, go in their shells and they don't want to have the discussion. How do we... How do we talk about it, number one? And then I'd like to know your thoughts on, and later I'll circle back to, how do we have an open discussion without judgment? So how do we talk about it? How, 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 how do we start there? Because my perception of this topic is nobody really, people say they want to talk about it, but they don't want to have the conversation because it's difficult. Uh, and where do we start? That's, uh, that's one of the things that I struggle with. And I recently started to become more vocal about the racism. And I don't know if it's because of the times or it's just um, where I'm feeling more comfortable because my focus is not on a career path anymore. It's now on social injustices and social justices well, that makes sense um because your energy is focused more or not it doesn't necessarily need to be focused as much on your career because uh, if anybody's curious out there as to why it's because Vera's incredibly successful so i can see that you would have time to focus more on these issues and I'll say that for the interest of everybody out there, Vera and I have worked 
together for quite a long time. We're not currently at the same company, but we've known each other for a long time. And I can, I was just racking my brain here, which if anybody heard the background noise, that was literally the hamster in my head trying to find search for information. Uh, I don't think we've ever even actually ever talked about racism together. Have we? No, never. And absolutely not. I don't want to date either of us as far as like on the fossil scale of, you know, prehistoric or anything, but <laughs> we've known each other for quite a long time. We sure have. <laughs> oh my goodness. So since it's just you and I talking and we're, we're sitting down having a virtual cup of tea together, how would, how would you bring it up to me? Or, and then I want to ask you, the follow-up question is, how would I bring it up to you? But I'll ask you that in a second. So how, how would you start the conversation with me? Okay, we just met. We're having tea. Maybe I'm over your house. Maybe you're over my house. Or maybe we're both at my mother's house having brownies because that's what she does. And we both yes. like them. Yes. Um, how do we start that conversation? Well, today, I would say, did you see that um, television clip where the Native American was standing there with those young kids? Or did you see that article that Harper's Bazaar had out? And we'd go from there. I, you almost had me there. That's how good that was. I was ready to jump on both of those because I've read, I've, I've, I personally have, uh, invested over three hours of watching video on that MAGA kid and the uh, Mr. Phillips, the Native American elder. And I've read the article that you're talking about. <laughs> I, so you, you had me, I was ready to jump in. So that's, that's good. And if I can give you some feedback, I think your tone of voice was excellent. I didn't feel, I really, but maybe again, because we knew each other for so long, I really felt like you wanted to have that conversation. Yes, I'm and very interested in having this conversation. So would it be apropos for me to say the same things to you? It's like, hey, Vera, um, one number two. So did you see MAGA Kid and, and the Native American elder? Like, is that cool? Like, or is that, there... That's perfectly fine. That is perfectly fine. And I'd be like, I'd have my opinion. I'd be like, yeah, I saw it, but I really didn't know if there was justified from some of the stuff that I saw in the media, but I'd have to, you know, research it more. I, I from initial perspective, it's mm -hmm. like, oh, this kid has a little smirk on his face. But I wonder if the smirk is about the music or is it about something else? That's my first impression. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Um, I'm, I'll, I'll just say this is that in an attempt for me, I, I've been trying to dip my toe into the water to try to have a conversation of, about race. And, and one of them was a post on Facebook and you responded and here we are, which I'm grateful for that you're willing to taste this risk. Uh, a lot of people are intimidated about just coming on here and talking to me. It's just little old me. Um, even though, but it is a podcast and it, will get published and someday somebody might actually listen to it. Okay. But go, go ahead. That's what's frightening. It's like, oh boy. <laughs> but for me, it's like, okay, I have to 
come out of my comfort zone and I do have a voice and I think that it needs to be heard. And if I'm going to start to have these conversations, these uncomfortable conversations with my friends, black and white, then I have to start somewhere. And I, and I appreciate that. Uh, one thing that I've also done on Facebook is I've tried to have this conversation. I've posted, I don't know if I posted in those words, but I was like, if anybody would like to talk about the interaction, I'd love to have you on my show. And now I will say that my personal Facebook feed has been littered with opinions on both sides. And you would think that all of these opinionated people would want to talk because I was willing to do a mini series on this, like three or four different podcasts or a panel. Let's oh, talk wow. about this issue. D nobody responded. Nobody, nobody actually that had an opinion wants to talk about it on the record. Oh, and wow. That's, that's on both sides. That's my black friends, my white friends, my Hispanic friends, my Asian friends, my Polynesian friends, you name it. Everybody had an opinion. That's nobody interesting. Wants Nobody wanted to come on and talk about it. And that's one of the reasons I literally have watched over three hours of footage on this. I mean, I've seen it from every angle. I've watched it without audio. I've watched it with audio. I've seen the, the uh, Israelites footage that they posted themselves. I've seen, and, and if I may segue for just a moment from our conversation about this and specifically talk about that issue. I think we really do have a sincere miscommunication of what happened. Now, I don't want to side with either party, but I really think that we could grow as a human race if we could sit whatever that young man's name down was and, and sit down the Native American elder and sat them in a room. And if they explained that we don't have to talk politics, I'm specific to this one event. If they could explain, this is how I perceived this issue. When you did this, this is how I interpreted it. And if the other one was like, oh, well, this is how I interpreted it when you did this. And I was trying to do this because you were doing that. And I feel like this one interaction, if we could just narrow down to that. Now, there was a whole lot going on with the, the uh, chants. There were several chants going on that we don't need to talk about here. We can do that separately. Or if you want to take it there, we can. But uh, from all sides that make things, you know, not a good interaction. But I'm literally just talking about these two people. That's all I'm talking about because that's, that's the image that keeps coming back to me. I, I personally, I didn't hear the chant because I didn't, I really didn't investigate it any further. I just saw that image and I was like, for me, you know, I'm, very much into well kids shouldn't be taunting adults that's the first thing that i saw but then why shouldn't the child be able to have their opinion so i am torn on that but i i would say that if you if i could ask you a personal favor i posted a long long thing about trying to keep it neutral and there's some flare-ups between both sides going on and I'm squelching them because I just want this one interaction and, and I'm trying to keep it to the perception of what happened. Watch some of those videos that I posted with the different angles and the different interactions. And I want to state for anybody listening, I'm not picking one side over the other. I can see after watching everything, 
I, I can see how Mr. Phillips came out with his post interview, why he said the things he did and he interpreted them that way. And I can also see why uh, the MAGA kid, I don't know what to call him other than that. I feel like I'm being rude, but that's how he's being described, you know, might've interpreted things completely differently. I'm not saying one's right and one's wrong. That's a whole nother podcast. But here you've got two people. If we could go back to Julie, Julie's podcast from two podcasts ago about relationships. Yes. Which I you know, thought was great. Thank you. Uh, she, she was an excellent guest. Um, perception is reality. And I think that they have very different perceptions. And then we can break down all the racial, because there was a lot of racial stuff going on. Again, another podcast. So my point is nobody, nobody wanted to talk about that. So how else can I, and I think my perception of myself is that nobody wants me. I am the person everybody hates. I'm the white middle-aged male. Nobody wants to hear me talk about it. Even if I'm trying to eradicate it and just make people aware of it, they, I feel like the response that I'm getting is everybody just is like, David, we need you to just shut up and sit in the corner again. We got it from here. But what I'm not, what I'm seeing is just a lot of people flaring up on both sides, but there's nobody who's willing to come across and have that conversation. And that's, and that's what's sad. That's what's sad. It's like, okay, if you, for me, that's a, the cowardice way, okay? Because you have to talk about it. First of all, communication is what's going to bring greater awareness and understanding. And without these conversations, real conversations, we're not going to get there. And I think what we all, the temperament of the world today is and especially when you come down to black versus white we had our first african-american president in this country's history and the grace and dignity whether anyone agrees with me or disagrees with me and i'm not talking politics i'm talking about human humanity that barack obama brought to this country was amazing and we come full circle and we have mr trump donald trump who i respected on the apprentice i bought all of his books i read all of his books and then to see him um behave in the manner that he's behaving in it's it's sad and it's brought out some of the nastiest, racist people I've ever seen in my life. I think that Joe Biden just said that he made it okay again. Or uh, I forget Joe Biden's actual words. I should probably Google that right now. But it's not like Joe's going to be listening to me and care that I misquoted him. But I, I, I do agree that... Um, it seems that it's a lot more prevalent. And I, I feel like this was a powder keg ready to erupt at this point uh, because people hadn't really changed their minds. They were just silenced. 
Exactly. And first of all, I would like to state for the record, even though as I always say every episode that I'm supposed to be neutral and I suck at it. I just want to apologize to everybody there. Um, that fact saddens me that there, I almost makes me feel like there was no real progress, but that these people, and I don't like to term these people, I don't like to lump people together, but let's just say that the group of people who now feel it's okay to openly say racial slurs or, or hate speak, let's call it hate speak, because uh, mm -hmm. it doesn't, Fair enough. doesn't Fair have enough. to be racially motivated. It can be against gender bias, you, you name it. That's true. Very uh, true. And, and, I, and I'm not trying to diminish the racism talk. I'm just saying no. it's a bigger I, issue. It is a bigger issue. It, it is a bigger issue. But it, um, it's, it's, it's sad. We're living in a very sad time. And I honestly could never imagine this. I agree. And one, I do get filled with hope when I look at my children and mm -hmm. their peers that there is this acceptance that they don't, at least in my circle, they're not exhibiting these racial uh, misconceptions. They're not experiencing, again, because it's a perception issue, I think. I don't think that people who are the supporters in rural America don't understand how alike they are with the citizens of urban America. They just live in different environments, but they have the same socioeconomic issues. Exactly. There was a quote that I read, um, Sanaya Roman, and it says, people who love themselves come across as very loving, generous, and kind. They express their self-confidence through humility, forgiveness, and inclusiveness. That's a great quote. And to me, that sums it up. It does. How can us two be helpful to our fellow citizens of the world, but more specifically of the United States of America that live in the inner city or live in a suburb or live in rural America to have these discussions to realize that they actually have more in common than they have with one uncommon trait, which is the color of their skin. I think we have to focus our energy on the the positives and not the negatives so in my opinion i just bypassed those type of articles i won't even comment on them because they aren't worth me commenting on when you're badgering or you're belittling someone else that's i don't get any satisfaction out of that and it's, the, it's all about the power. 
who has the power. That's, that's true. That's very true. Um, because those in power want to maintain power. Exactly. Uh, and they don't like being threatened because I think it forces them to look at the mirror and realize, Hey, on the way up, I was kind of not a nice person. So on the way down, it's probably not going to be an escalator. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be a 50 story free fall drop with uh, a nice hard concrete floor waiting for me. Yep. Well, mm-hmm. I agree that we're going to talk about it and you and I are going to keep continuing, but I don't know. I feel like you're in a better position for two reasons. One, you are a confident, strong woman. So you're much more uh, fearless than I am. And two, I think your race helps start the conversation. And again, this is my perception of like how I'm failing and having to start this conversation. Because I'm, sque- I'm squeamish about it. And, and, and as I am, I have, I have a friend and she actually, she and I go at it all the time. She thinks that I should be the teacher. And I'm saying, why do I need to teach these people? Shouldn't they know this? Shouldn't they know that that's hurtful? Shouldn't they know that that comment was insensitive? But she believes that I should be the teacher or we as black people need to be the teacher. Is she a white female? No, she's a, she's a black female. Okay. That, see, because again, perceptions, I, that's why I asked. I wanted to clear it because I was thinking in my head, I was, I was picturing a white female because one of my friends who's a black female, um, she posted an article written uh, by a black female author and it was very pointed and very specific that we should not be teaching white people how what's racist how to be nice uh i'm sick of you know what my hair is like stop asking me if you can touch my hair my skin why am i your your introduction to what it's like to be black that's my position that's how i feel but then i say that's not working so i gotta try something different but i'm not going full throttle like my one friend thinks that I should and I asked her why don't you tell me what I need to do why don't you teach me what I need to teach my white counterparts uh, about racism well I think that there's if I could break it down there's there's the race there's race which I think is a general curiosity and then there's racism so do you think, is it possible that some of these questions that come your way are a, uh, an attempt to show that they're not racist or if they're interested and, you know, if they're just trying to be polite and overly nice, that's their way of saying, hey, Vera, you know, I'm totally cool. I'm not a racist. Uh, do you think maybe some of that's happening? I, I do think some of that is happening. And I also think um, that 
I no more than I want to be judged. I don't want to judge anyone else. And I don't want to be defined by the mistakes of others. And I hope that I would not do that to anyone else. I appreciate that. Um, that makes a lot of sense. How, do you think that maybe it's possible to capitalize on one of those curiosity questions and start a conversation? Like I would be curious, I'm more really curious, like if somebody starts asking you that stuff, if you could find out why they want to know, I want it. I would like to know that. Oh yeah, that, so that's, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make it a point to ask why. Why are you asking me? And maybe they can help me understand their need to know. I'm wondering, I mean, so many things, again, these are all perceptions that are filling my head of based on my experiences is like, have they, like, are you the only black person they've ever talked to in their life? I mean, are well, people that sheltered? There are some people that are that sheltered. Yes. Yes, there, there are. And there's some that are, um, they're trying to be different than their parents so they want to have me in a relationship with them whether it's that close relationship it's just or is it i'm just that black friend i have a black friend i don't know well that's an interesting point that's that's a very interesting point because are they doing it because they have, they've had no other opportunities and you are a very inviting person, a uh, very open person. Um, I mean, I, I will just say this. I don't think you've, you've ever met a stranger. Everybody is, you know, you're friendly I, to everybody. Exactly. And that's, that's the one thing about me for sure. I always say I don't meet a stranger ever. Well, that's, that's in itself a bridge building opportunity, number one. But um, yeah, I, if we could do a follow-up episode on the whys, like when you get enough whys, I would, I, I would love to know. Uh, Definitely. I, I will say this. Uh, I have made comments about uh, some of my black friends' hair, but it's not because I'm curious of like, how this was done or how that was done. I mean, I make the same comments I do about my friends that are white or Asian or whatever. If somebody's got a good haircut, they need to know that they got a good haircut. That looks good. <laughs> I mean, I but think I, people look, look for that. I mean, I think right? people do. Yes, people do. But, it, but in today's world, because of the, um, controversial uh, situations with some folks wearing what is deemed a black hairstyle has created some uh, tension and um, apprehension to receive a compliment, a genuine compliment from anyone that is not of African descent hmm. when talking about someone's hair. Interesting. 
Well, I'll be more cautious because I, I think, I mean, you've known me long enough. I try to be very careful with the words I choose when I'm saying things because, um, you know, if I, I, I think somebody, like when people make an effort when they get up in the morning, I think genuinely like uh, a nice, innocent compliment to let them know, hey, you, good job. I mean, really, you, you took a, you, you got yourself together, you did a good job, um, but there's a creepiness factor now, like you can't, you know, I would never, I hope to God I'm not that person. But, <laughs> you know, if somebody's hair, like, I, you know, somebody gets a cut in color, good job. I mean, today, and I don't know, and this might shock you is that I've grown a beard and I've been getting a lot of compliments on the beard. Apparently that's apparently I pull it off. Who knew? Oh, but, that, um, that is, that is shocking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, at the same token, I was like, all right, thanks. You know, all right. Wow. You know, you know I, thank you. I trimmed it myself. You know, I don't know, but you know, so, I've gotten uh, that having a beard, David, in some cultures, okay, people are frowning upon the beards. I know, I know. I I have um I do. And that gets into a whole different discussion. Like so I <laughs> I have some friends I have some good friends that are six and uh-huh. Yes. They the amount of just crap that they go through just uh-huh. because of the way that they look. Yes. It's and unbelievable. If, and if anybody took two moments to read anything about their religion, mm-hmm. I don't think there could be more of a peaceful group of people. Exactly. But that, that got into religion. We got off a race. But I guess... It still goes back to, it goes to religion, but it's perceived as racial because. It is. It is. And it's so sad. It's just so sad. But I kind of, you know, I didn't, I kind of took us on that segue just to illustrate we can have these conversations. And also, if you're listening out there, conversations flow, they change, we segue, we have fun, we laugh, we might cry. Uh, but never once, never once has Vera thrown anything at me or shoved, you know, threw hot water on me. I swear, I swear. <laughs> and no one else either. <laughs> Actually, no, no, no. I've had no. drinks. I've had drinks spilled on me because people didn't know I was there because I tend, I tend to be a wallflower. But uh, yes. never on purpose. Never on purpose. Uh, so beer oh, for me. Advice, advice for David time. So I'm going to try to keep asking for people to talk on this podcast about racial perceptions. And one of my coworkers, uh, Hector, I hope that uh, he's considering it. I hope he will. And we're going to talk about uh, how when he moved from Puerto Rico, people think it's a different country. (laughs) I get that all the time. I say, what do you think? Where do you think these people are? This is the U.S., okay? It's a part of the U.S. And if anyone had ever taken a trip to Puerto Rico, they would realize that. They have the Holocaust. They have everything. It's such a beautiful island that people are just missing out on. They really are. And I find it amazing 
and I don't know if it's our school system that fails us, but people don't know the U.S. territories. Exactly. They, they don't. And, um, and, and while, while you mentioned school system, that's another point that my friend thinks, and I kind of like agree with her. She thinks that um, if the schools would change the curriculum about African-American history, that might help change some of these perceptions and discussions and lack of knowledge and breed more tolerance for different people who are different. And I agree. I agree with that. I, I sincerely agree with that because for many reasons, and I'm shocked it hasn't happened yet. And, and that goes along with a cartoon my friend posted. It's a little white boy walking next to a little little black boy in the, in the cartoon and the black boys um, pulling a wagon. And in the wagon, there's four books. They're all labeled black history. Mm-hmm. And the white boy says, uh, isn't that what February's for? And the little black boy says, no, we celebrate black history 12 months of the year. That's for you guys. Yeah, exactly. And that's a I good can, point. I thought it was a good cartoon uh, because it's true. And, and growing up, there was two things I learned about black history uh, from the school. And for those of people that are listening, Vera already knows this. I like to research everything. It's just like what I do. So I read up on, on black history. But uh, in school, I learned about George Washington Carver and I learned about slavery, but I didn't really learn about slavery. I learned that there was this thing, slavery, and it, it wasn't necessarily good some people liked it, some people didn't. And I'm not trying to downplay that with my no. current thought. That's just how it was portrayed to me in school 900 Ex- years ago when I was in school. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that's, that's a shame. It uh, is. Where I learned the most about slavery, if I could, is growing up, uh, one of my favorite actors starred in Roots. And my parents made me watch it. Wow. I never watched it. I would never sit down and watch it. I might glance at it, but I have, I have never watched Roots. And I never intend to. Interesting. May, may I ask why? I just never wanted to learn about slavery. I never found it interesting. Because it's something that was, it oppressed people. And I just could not understand how anyone could do that. And I read books where Africans would sell their people Mm -hmm. into slavery. So I'm like, how can this be? I'm still, I'm reading a book right now that I'm struggling to get through. And it's a really, it is a great book, but I'm struggling. And it's called Homegoing. And it's a, it's a book about um, slaves and blacks in Ghana. And I did a, um, I did a, a DNA test and Ghana is where the greatest percentage based on my DNA originated from. I'm like, great, I want to go here, but do I really want to go there? 
maybe you should. Uh, I mean, I, I don't mean to push that on you, but but maybe you should. And and that's one of the things that I've heard uh, a group of people bring up is that, well, you know, Africans sold Africans. How do you think we got them? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, that's, again, another issue. That's another podcast in and of itself. But um, I've heard that that did happen. Um, and that's yeah. a thing. And I, I don't even know why I I could only surmise, um, but that maybe I should research it. I don't know. Maybe I should look into it. Or maybe you can go on a, a journey and tell me about it and come back and tell us all about it. I will say this. Uh, Ghana's got an awesome soccer team. I always root for them in the World Cup. Uh, I know several people I've met through the years that are uh, from Ghana. <laughs> They're great people, and they dress awesome. <laughs> I mean, they're pretty happy all the time. They're they're so happy to see you. It, it doesn't matter if you went, if I was, let's say we were at a trade show and I went to a different meeting and we saw each other in like an hour. They're always so happy to see you. Or it could be like years, and it's like you never left. I I don't know the bad side that you're talking about. I've only had the experience of the current, the people of the current people today that I've met. Wow. And I would say this: if I were to judge a country solely based on the people that I've met, Ghana would be up there on my list as being a place I would want to go visit. Now, if I wasn't, well, when you get ready to go to Africa, Make Ghana one of your stops and you tell me about well, it. <laughs> that's probably not going to happen because of all the shots and things that are needed. And, and I was just about to say that because I'm a pansy, that probably won't happen. Um, <laughs> but you never know. Through the course of this podcast, I'm growing in my confidence and things I'm doing. So maybe I will uh, buck up and get the shots and go tour Africa someday. Nice. See, look at that, people. Vera and I just had a conversation. You can too. Uh, but again, Vera, I need to go back. How do I continue to? Ha- how do I get people to engage? I'm posting. I'm trying, but I'm not getting engagement. At what point? At a certain point, do I become annoying? No, because if you get your message to one person, that's one person that you didn't get it to yesterday. So keep doing what you're doing. I will. I will. And I know you will too. I sure will. I'll be spreading the word. On a, on a slightly related note, so as we're having these conversations, I still, I think each conversation, no matter how small, is a conversation towards understanding. But do you have any thoughts on how we move the needle to, to, to really make an impact? I honestly, honestly, I, I don't, I am just like grasping at straws, like what's going to work. I am too, because, and, and I don't know that if I've mentioned this to you, I know I didn't talk about it in this podcast, but I usually bring up my, my talk about confirmation bias and how people's news feeds 
are specifically tailored based on the things that the company, whether it be Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you name it, uh, perceives them to be looking at. They're like, okay, well, you know, you're looking at um, elder care facilities for your parents. Well, you must want diapers. You must want Mm -hmm. laundry service. You know, they they do that kind of thing. And it works the same way for the newsfeed. So if you are commenting on an article or like an article or you're reading it or clicking on it, that's making your newsfeed more specific. And I think that they're too tailored. I think so too. They need that, that, I think that marketing, that marketing, they need to have a different approach to it. I think they do because I think that's part of the reason we're in the divide that we're in now. I agree. Is that people, instead of seeing other opinions, or let's just say even the word acceptance, uh, like this podcast won't make it because we're being very accepting. We're talking about it in a positive way. We're going to make a positive difference. Won't show up on somebody's feed who's maybe attuned towards the negative where they're only going to see negative things. They're going to see, they're going to see the propaganda of an unarmed black male being an aggressor. They're not going to see any other angle. Um, Going back to, showing that, that that unarmed black man was innocent, uh, to finish that thought. Yeah. Uh, going back to, to the example you brought up earlier with MAGA kid and, and the Native American elder, the people yeah. that are only want to believe in MAGA kid are seeing that, but the people that only want to believe uh, what happened to Mr. Phillips, the Native American elder, they're only seeing that. They're only seeing, and they're, quite frankly, they're only seeing the edited portion. And I think you mentioned that you saw the edited trimmed down version, which is the highlight of the most inflammatory piece. There's other videos who show why he starts to smirk a little bit that I think, because I think that there's a reason behind that. Hmm. And I don't think it's a sincere disrespect. I really don't. We can draw a lot of inferences from his hat and what beliefs he may or may not have, but I still maintain that there was that large group of kids. You can't tell me that a small portion of them are not gay, waiting, dying to go to college, getting out and breaking out of that little small town. Mm -hmm. You can't tell me that there's not kids in that group that are like, I can't wait to go to college and escape you racist idiots. And you can't tell me there's kids in that group who may be are racist idiots. I don't know. And and I'm generalizing. I'm not trying to start a a discussion. I'm just saying that, you know, we're overgeneralizing. Right. I agree. Uh, So yes, you're going to watch that and you're going to get back to me because I'm curious to see, see what you think. And again, I'm just pointing out that that one interaction, not either side. So I think You've given us our marching orders, and that's to keep sharing, correct? Yes, that's right. Keep sharing, keep talking, keep communicating. The more you talk, the more you build understanding, you share information. It, it, this just baffles me because if in corporate America, what do we have? Conflict resolution. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But how do we resolve those conflicts? We have to talk about it. 
exactly. We have to share openly how one sees one side of one issue. And, and we kind of talked about Julie. Julie gave a lot of advice for marriage couples, but I think, and then she also brought it down into kids and, and work or coworkers. And we talked a lot about that. And I think it's true. It's, it, I think the same thing goes for complete strangers. I think it works. Her podcast resonates in everything. So how do we, all right, so let me ask this and then, uh, on a, well, we can, we can close because um, I don't want to, to beat the dead horse. But when we get into that conversation, how do we turn it good? I'm not saying that they're going to go bad. I don't want to give anybody the perception they're going to go bad, but I want to, how do you maintain a neutrality or a sense of, uh, safe place that people can talk and then maybe you can somebody maybe somebody throughout your time is going to bring up a, a an opinion that you don't agree with how do those of us or even you deal with that to keep the conversation going but in a positive way we have to just be willing to get out there and, and believe what we Believe in what we say and say what we believe and keep doing it. It's, it's hard work, but anything that's worth having requires work. I agree. And, and I don't think we're going to change every mind in the world. No, we're not. But I think that's a sad part of human nature but we are going to evolve. We've already evolved. We're going to evolve. Uh, those people just won't come along with us. Uh, exactly. Well, Vera, I appreciate the talk. Thank you for helping me start this. I've tried feebly uh, to have the conversation. Um, I'm sure you're having much more success than I am but at least we started it here and hopefully others will engage in the comment section uh, or maybe somebody else will want to come on the podcast and say, I'd like to talk about this. I would be more than happy to talk about that. And, and I'm very curious for somebody to share their experiences because I don't think a lot of people understand what it's like to go through something and we didn't talk about that today, uh, yeah. which was kind of on purpose because um, I could literally talk to you all night just because we're <laughs> old friends. And, um, yeah. I don't want to do that to you or the listeners, but we'll break it up. But uh, I'm hoping that that happens. And, um, you know, if you could, after I post the podcast, I like to post a, uh, a blog, my thoughts on it. I would really appreciate it if you could post post yours too, or, or give them to me and I can post them or if you could just comment on them and that we could at least keep our conversation going. Maybe through there, maybe somebody else will join in. Maybe they'll I come. sure will. I right. sure will. Thank you, David. Well, appreciate thank you, Vera. I really appreciate it. And we are all looking forward to the follow-up 
with the answer to the question, why? Okay. Thanks, you Karen. bet. Thank you. Bye.